minute. Okay, we're recording. Uh, we're four people who love Marvel and have been watching the movie since the start, and we're here today to talk about Captain Marvel. I'm Jake, and uh, we're just going to go through and say our overall thoughts of the movie before we dive into this. Uh, I thought it was okay. I'm Kevin. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I'm Megan, and yeah, it was fine. I'm Owen, and I thought it was also Okay. Okay, We're, that was actually a lot more tepid. I thought I was going to be the downer on this one. Nah, sounds like we're all just pretty eh yeah. on it. I, so, Jake, why yeah. are you eh on it? I thought I was pretty eh on it. Uh, the ending. Okay, I know I said we would start at the start, but I'm lying. <laughs> eh. I'm just going to say the ending Off was the, the best part. So it ended okay. on a really strong note. So I think I came away more positive. Like, I was even surprised because like halfway through the movie, I was like... I don't know if I really even like this that much. Yeah, once but then it got the end a- is pretty good. Once it got around to the part where it was the Marvel version of Wonder Woman, it was pretty good. Yeah. It had to run around in circles a lot to get there, but like, I thought they were pretty interesting circles. Nick Fury was singing. It was great. <laughs> spoilers. This whole thing's going to be full of spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Nick Fury's <laughs> in it. By the way, before you go any further into this podcast, spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably just going to be throughout... Yeah. But yeah, I think so. To me, I think the most annoying thing about the movie is that she spends the whole movie with amnesia. Yes. And I don't I don't know that I've ever seen anything where the main character has amnesia and I'm like, yeah, this is good. I'm enjoying that they don't remember anything. Kind of, but that's like a game. Like you don't watch the guy going around going oh who am i yeah i think it, it plays out differently in a game than it does in a movie and honestly like one of my biggest problems with this movie was like she doesn't really have much personality and like not to say that she doesn't have well okay it's not that she doesn't have personality it's just that like it's hard to figure out like who she is as a person because she doesn't know who she is as a person yeah it's super weird like it even beyond that, though, it just feels like there's not a lot. Th- almost like they couldn't decide where to go with her. Yes. So, like, and... in some scenes, she's, like, fun and kind of quippy. And then in other scenes, she's, like, deadly serious. And it's just right. kind of, like... And so much of her characterization feels like it comes from, like, what other people are saying about her. Mm. Rather than, like, anything inherent. Do you think that they possibly... uh for lack of a better terms, kind of twilighted her character. Like, hey, we're going to make you as blank of a canvas as possible so that way people can project what they think Captain Marvel can be onto mm. you. Yeah, and it really comes alive when uh, Deku screams out, it's your power in the middle of UA Stadium, and like, <laughs> she lights on fire and like punches him <laughs> in the mouth. Yeah. That, <laughs> that is was directly mo- targeted at Jake, but it yeah, was very... Yeah, I kind of figured. I'm like, I think I'm the only one here who watches My Hero Academia yeah. besides you, but an but excellent it's very, reference. It's very apt. It is. Yeah. I think, Owen, you actually might be onto something with that, because it does feel like, almost like they were afraid to characterize her. 
I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that is something that actually happened throughout the projection of it, of like Disney having a hand of just being like, well, you know, we, we've already got the the sexy, mysterious one, so let's not do that. And we already have the, you know, the funny kind of quippy one, so let's not do that. And like, they just kind of try to, to like make her her own person, but not step on too many toes and just kind of like weirdly pivot it. But that being said, I think Brie Larson yeah, this one she's, did a yeah, great she... job. <laughs> yeah, her thing is she's a girl who's got a brain that always speaks her mind and no one's really that interested. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, even even with like the main antagonist, like I don't even really feel like there was much of anything between them. Like they kind of set up early on that like he's like, oh, you gotta control your emotions, rah, 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 rah. but like then they're not together for most of the movie, and even when they are together, they don't have like anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's right. very like, little chemistry between them. Yeah, like. He's a, he's a douche and all, but like it's not like a plot motivating issue until the very end. It's like I I think I see what they were trying to do. It's like they set him up to be like her mentor figure, who's also like holding her back, like supposedly for her own good. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know. I feel like because they spent so much of the movie not in the same place, yeah, it made it hard to feel like super invested in that relationship or like. I don't know. It just wasn't as robust as it could have been. I they have... Also... No, you go. Well, I was just going to say, I also think that when you're looking at Marvel movies and looking at kind of like the mentor figures, uh, just coming off the top of mind of like, you know, Doctor Strange and uh, the ancient one. Oh, you, yeah. You know, like you have a like, there's a relationship between the two characters and they're very distinct. You know who Doctor Strange is and you get his vibe very easily. And so then you get also uh, Tilda Swinton's characters, you know, uh, vibe and how they kind of just oppose from each other. But because you have Captain Marvel trying to figure out who she is for most of the movie, which I actually thought was an interesting plot, but because that she's doing that, you don't really get a lot of sense of her personality because she's still trying to figure out her personality. And then you don't really understand like how, like the juxtaposition of Jude Law's uh, character against her of just being like, oh, is he supposed to kind of be this yingy of the gang? And you just kind of like, oh, he's just kind of there. Yeah. It, it felt very much like instead of it being a mentor student relationship it kind of felt like he was the substitute teacher that just showed up and was like given the lesson yeah yeah no i feel that like i think the line like the like your your blood is blue it's my blood was supposed to carry a lot more weight <laughs> and not be oh, quite yeah. so funny as it was <laughs> like very close to a dodgeball reference of nobody makes me bleed my own blood oh damn it i didn't even think about that no <laughs> It's a little goofy. All my blood. <laughs> okay, well, we're talking about the blood. Mm-hmm. So, a plot point in the movie is she thinks she's this alien race Cree. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. And earlier in the movie, she bleeds blue blood, which lends some credence to yeah, she's probably not human. Credence. Yeah. That's... God damn it, Kevin. <laughs> but then it turns out that she got a blood transfusion. That's why it's blue. But I'm like, okay. So, like, the body makes its own blood, right? 
Was she constantly getting transfusions? It okay. makes a lot. Questions. It makes blood over a period I've, of time. Like, it got, also makes I've blood with the minerals available, and they're like, "Oh, the scroll aren't made of stuff that are made on Earth." So, like, it's bad science, but they didn't like. There's arguments to be made there. I could like finagle a shitty argument that, like, oh, it makes a little sense that her blood's still blue. So, if so, push came to shove, I've, I've got, I've got. If I was on that side of it, which I don't, don't think I am, but like, I've, I've got yeah. explanations, and unfortunately, they're going to be coming from Agents of Shield. God, oh, God. I hate no. oh, yeah, God. No, you got to go around me. things. But basically, um, the Agents of Shield explains a little bit more of how the Kree are a warrior race, and their entire thing is like they love genetically modifying shit. Like, that's just what they do. They are just like, yo, we got to evolve into, like, the best that we can possibly be. And that's, like, their shtick. And so it's not just that they injected her with some blue blood and she's like, yeah, she'll live and be fine. It's the fact that they did that, but they also changed her physi uh, her physiology. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, so she would be more Cree. So she's kind of like this weird hybrid of like half Cree, half human. But that's why when you're saying like, oh, she bleeds blue, it's not that her human bits aren't working. It's the fact that she's also has now Cree genes in her, as well as the Cree blood, as well as the um, the Marvel powers. Um, a creation. And you, oh, you're done. My God. You're done. <laughs> why did we wait for him to do this? And you know, I'm not really sure. Also... <laughs> I'm gonna believe you until the next movie where she bleeds red, and I go see. Oh, yeah. this one! This movie's been like what? How long has it been since 1990? Whatever it is, I don't three think years. Yeah. It's because yeah. it's been at least ten, and I think it's six, like six years or whatever, for the human body to remake all its blood again. So, like, maybe it's arguable. But also, I think they probably wouldn't fuck that up. They probably I would hope that they again. wouldn't fuck that up, but, like, who knows? Yeah. Because, like, she's not actually bleeding anywhere. It's not like, oh, we messed up and got actual Brie Larson blood on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember here. You're talking about the scene that she's upside down and, like, kind of, like... I think early, like, almost the first scene, I think when she go... No, no, I'm misremembering. I don't know. She yeah. bleeds blue at some point. The, yeah. Because the, the first scene is the dream sequence and then when she's reliving it like when when she's remembering it correctly she has red blood the blue blood is from marvel yeah and so that's why it's one of those things of just like i think that she bleeds blue when she's upside down and like her nose is bleeding yeah I yeah think it definitely correct. it definitely happens at some point that isn't part of like a dream sequence yeah because yeah. i remember thinking about it and then they mentioned the transfusion thing and i'm like Duh. i still have questions but okay also <laughs> The, oh, hey, here's some Cree blood. We're going to transfuse it into somebody and save their life. Uh, sounds a lot like what Nick Fury did to Coulson. Oh, God. Are you talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's again? He's back on Agents again. of here's, S.H.I.E.L.D. again. Here's the thing. No. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Speaking of, okay. Now that we're talking about Coulson. Yeah. Okay, so they use de-aging stuff on both Coulson and Nick Fury. Yes. Yeah. And I think it looks great on Samuel Jackson. Hell yeah. And I think it looks Black really, crack. really weird and creepy on Coulson. It yeah. does look a little creepy like, on Coulson. Every it looks time like the last he was Mac on Max Mackinan. Yes! I was like, what's wrong with his face? Did, did they do anything to Lee Pace? Why I, would they need to? He's covered in makeup. And it that's hasn't true. Been very that's long. a point. 
because Plus he's like an alien. I looked at it and I thought he looked younger, but apparently other people saw it and said that he looked older than he should have for that scene. And I was like, how does he look older? They definitely said that they made him look younger. Also, the Kree don't age like humans age. So like, they shouldn't have messed with his aging process. Like they should try to just make him look like he did in the other movie. Like alien. It's it's fine. Uh. So I, we've we've ragged on the movie a little bit here, but what were things that people came away with as positives? What did we like about the movie? Her fire mohawk at the end was really cool. Yeah. Like, if we're talking about things I actually, like, liked, it's pretty much the last quarter is pretty good. Everything <laughs> else I was... the Okay, that part where Nick Fury gets a fingerprint off a badge and you get to enter a restricted area. That was really cool. And I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna go like old school spy stuff. This is gonna be great. And then we don't do, do that. You but that seems cool. He did things more than standing around in a trench coat looking ominous. I mean, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, see why he's in charge of shit. He's like, he's smart. He's a cool thing. He knows how to get shit done. I yeah, like I, I also really enjoyed like insight into younger nick fury um i'll i'll save this for later there's another topic i want to get into which has to do with easter eggs but we can we can come back to that the fucking scroll dude the fucking head scroll dude was was a very good villain turning into a very good like hero who did like who was villainous at times yeah like oh yeah i really liked dickhead was on point i really liked that like plot twist there i appreciated that like the glasses really sell it. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I hate you. You're a bastard. I, I would say that I did like the amount of charisma as a villain he had. Because if we're going back to the the trope of Marvel as very bad villains and things, I, I think that his intentions were clear. You understand his motivations of doing things. You understand like how he's able to uh, you know, convince uh, Carol to join him and be like, hey, don't you realize what's going on here? Um, I, I just really think that he really pulled off that entire role. I think that, like, the... Especially when you have Brie Larson's character running around and just being like, I don't know who I am, and this guy being so confident in who he is. Like, it's it's very just vast. Out of a shapeshifter, no less. Yeah. Well, being think, able to be like five different people and exuding the same energy with all of them is—it's pretty impressive. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of different actors there that are doing something very right. But Owen, I think you kind of you kind of hit the nail on the head with something you said. You were you said that um, you know Marvel doesn't do villains very well. Well, in, in reality, <laughs> this guy isn't a villain. He's not a villain. <laughs> right. He's not a villain. Um, so the like... guy who is the villain sucks dick. So hey, exactly. <laughs> I think I I have a better impression, like a better opinion of how Jude Law did this one as as a villain. Like I think I think there's like one scene that's missing. I think it didn't need much to make him the smarmy, like controlling bastard villain that worked. Like I think we're just like we're just like he's almost there because he was pretending to be a good guy for so long that I think we needed either needed something that humanized him a bit more before his heel turn or something shittier that he did other than kind of being a douche. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think that that scene that you were looking for was the scene where he 
discovers the scroll in Carol's place and shoots him. And then the guy was just like, oh, yeah, you'll never find us or whatever. And then he shoots him again. And we were supposed to take that as like, oh, look how heartless he is. But it just didn't have the right amount of oomph to well, like make him a dick. That guy had like two lines beforehand. Yeah. And he's a scroll. Like, no offense. I don't fucking care about scroll. Yeah. Also, speaking of the scroll, I'm kind like the scroll are really cool. Yeah. I'm kind of disappointed this was their debut because I think they would have been really cool in like a Winter Soldier esque movie. Like Where if they you didn't just use did... as a plot, primary plot device halfway. Through. Yeah, if you just did Captain America four this time, there are scrolls. And Captain America, you do Captain America two again, but with actual fucking shapeshifters. Like, yeah, dude, that'd be pretty great. I would have I mean, loved that. The I, actual I say... Nick Fury has to go through S.H.I.E.L.D. trying to get like get rid of the scroll people trying yeah. to take it over from the inside. Yeah. It would have been so cool. But yeah, I, I, I mean, this is fine. I something guess. like that, you know, doing like a secret invasion kind of storyline of it yeah. isn't out of the question still. I mean, but I, we're I, probably I, not going to do it with um, whatever Chris Evans. Evans. Yeah. Especially okay. since now they're like they were like yeah there's actually not very many scroll and they're good guys and we're the good guys are helping them go into hiding and leave the earth alone right yeah like they're not gonna come invade Earth now it seems like if happen. they do do it it's gonna be a while down the road yeah yeah it's just like it would have been really cool because now that the reveal's busted like. I don't know. It feels like now, if they do it, it's going to be very telegraphed, almost like a Thanos situation. Where like, an after credits thing is going to be like, oh, but he's a scroll, And like, yeah. you'll, you'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. It's We're like, doing yeah, that now. We, we, we know. We've seen this before. <laughs> we know what that is now. I think that was, that was part of what helped them kind of do the, the fake out was the fact that people were assuming to be like, oh, shapeshifters, bad. And then it's like, oh, wait, they're good. And like, yeah, actually, we were I really appreciated that. that. Yeah, and I, I also think that as far as selling the scrolls, they did a very good job of introducing and explaining a race of shape-shifting people. Like they could have easily made it a little bit more wacky and just kind of like confusing to masses. But they definitely were just like, "Hey, these are aliens." They shapeshift. This is how they shapeshift. Like this is, you know, like how you can tell them apart, kind of thing. And you're like, all right, like you, you are eased very well into just being like, all right, this is what this alien race does. On the flip side, I think they did a excellent job being vague about what the Kree do for long enough for them to them being yes. masters to stay hidden. Like, if they just started off from the word go with, like, yeah, and you jump into places and you murder a bunch of people, and that's all you do all the time, and, like, yeah, it might we might have thrown a bit more of, like, slanty eye at it, as opposed to, oh, we, only, we see one mission, it doesn't really go the way they want it to, and then you're on Earth. Right, like, I definitely spent the first part of that movie going, but wait, aren't the Kree, like, shitty? <laughs> Maybe not yet? What's up with that? And like in in the comics, yeah, they're both shitty. Like the Kree are often less shitty than the Scrolls, but the Scrolls are actually trying to invade Earth. So, yeah, not a high bar to clear, really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I will be the I guess the the opposing voice here, but I I really liked it. I I liked it 
I liked it a lot, but yeah. I don't mean it's like the best thing ever. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it was the best thing ever. I think there are many Marvel movies that are better than this. Uh, but I definitely thought it was very refreshing of a take of an origin story because we've seen so many superhero origin stories that the whole like amnesia trope of things. I was like, all right, that's fine. Like yeah. you at least are trying to do something new other than oh, hey, I discovered that I've got this awesome power. Let me do crazy shit with it. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess if they were going to do another origin story, at least this was, like, a, a slightly different take. Yeah, like, they could have easily gone the route of uh, kind of the mentor-mentee route that happens a little bit more in the comics, but then I feel like it would be mirroring a lot of uh, Doctor Strange and just kind of be like, hey, you've got this power. Look at this power. You're so good at this power. Like, It's your power, Todoroki. <laughs> yeah, like it could have definitely been a lot of that. And the fact that it wasn't, I was just like, yeah. I also really liked the kind of the, her big thing was just like, oh, wait, I've had this power the whole time. And it's really, I need to give in to my emotions, not try to fight it. And I was like, that's neat. And from advice that Nick Fury gave you in the beginning of this. And so I was like, all right, like I see how you're trying to link everything together. Uh, I, I definitely think that it was a bit of a slow start, but I also think that because it was a bit of a slow start, you were able to see Fury shine better in his kind of role. You know, you got to see Coulson do his things because if you were going from the go of like she's Captain Marvel and all of these powers, that Did that Coulson point do anything. Coulson didn't do anything. Hey, okay. hey, he looked very creepy. Oh, God. With all that so... Vaseline they poured on his face. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Jeez. Not to be involved, but, like, I don't, like, I, I'm glad Coulson was there, but I don't think he did anything. He didn't shoot Nick Fury one time. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah, okay, so this, we're, we're kind of coming back around to it again, the thing that bothered me the most about this movie. So, like, everything we've talked about so far... Eh, fine, it had some issues, but in general, I liked most of what they did. The part that kind of got on my nerves the most was just the number of little Easter eggs that they tried to throw in. It felt like too many to me. That mm. might be an unpopular opinion, but like, it just felt like they were doing this thing where they were like, well, this is the only movie we're going to set in the 90s, so we're just going to give you as many little things that are like fun backstory as we possibly can, and it just... To me, it felt overdone. Oh, um, she falls oh. into a blockbuster. It's a joke. Oh, she goes Megan. to look for a telephone. Oh, my... It's okay. at a radio shack. You, that, you was have the, that was probably the worst fucking scene, in my opinion. I don't think that's what Megan's talking. Megan, you're talking no. like Marvel Easter eggs. No, right? no, yes. I know she's not. But also, but that the was the '90s references. I was actually going to bring this up. I thought were way over the top. The scene where she falls into a blockbuster and then walks to a Radio Shack, where the joke is that blockbuster existed and also Radio Shack. Yeah, not not what I was referring to, but also yes. Yeah. Sorry, like, I, I didn't mean to cut the blockbuster, but I groaned at the radio show. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty painful. But like, what? So what Easter eggs are you referring to, Megan? Like, I will say, I was tired to see the Tesseract again for like the ninth time. Right. So like, we've got the Tesseract again. We've got the whole thing with like, how did Nick Fury like lose his eye? And I don't know. There, what, I'm trying to think, like, what else specifically there was, but there were like a couple of things There's, where I was just kind of like, "Why oh, are we doing?" They this? named the Avengers after oh, yes. a word that was on her. Yeah, yeah. Like, where <laughs> did the, the Avengers come from? And oh. just uh, it's too you much. Guys, 
I thought the eye thing was great, though. I, I, I actually did like it. If it had thing. just been the eye thing, I think I'd have been fine with it. It was the fact that it was, like, also Coulson's back, and they're showing, like, Coulson and Fury's relationship before, like, Fury gets angry and old, and, like, <laughs> oh, we're gonna show the Avengers name thing, and oh, we've got the Tesseract yet again. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think you're biased on that one, because you watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that's possible. That's... Let, me, let me also point out the fact that, like, this is this is just like the the start of the hidden Easter eggs because I was going through and seeing like all of the Easter eggs that they hid in this, and oh my god, like they they went for it, they went so hard for it, and the Too the one example for it. the one example that I will give you, and then I was just like, all right, really, guys, is the fact that so we get a flashback scene of Carol Danvers and. I am blanking on her friend's name, uh, but her child, best friend, her best friend's child, her really and, close roommate friend. Yeah, and and they're they're <laughs> stargazing, right? And they this was like supposed to be happening ab- about sometime in the eighties, and they see a shooting star happen, and people were doing the math, and they were just like, "Hey." Boy, Star Lord, isn't this also the year that they pick up Star Lord from Earth? Oh, Isn't geez. it also that Star-Lord was picked up from Earth just a couple states over, so an entering ship might actually look like a okay, shooting star? Here's the problem with that. That, that is a, a fan theory, not an Easter yeah. egg. Yeah. Shooting stars are real. Like, whatever you see when it's not because Peter Quill got abducted again. Wait, Jake, you mean that's not what happens every time there's a shooting star? I mean, oh shit, the secret's out now. Aliens Everything aren't real. Everything I thought I knew is just... You don't have to pretend that all the shooting stars in the night sky are actually space airplanes. Yeah. But, like, when I I was, like, seeing that, I was just like, okay. This is a stretch at best. And if that is actually what they were trying for, they were trying way too hard to interlink all of the things together. Like, you already have characters from most of the MCU in this in one form or another. I don't think you need to try to like stretch things out and okay. just be like, look at look look at all of these little things. Look, you know, Fury's got a level three badge, but in, in Avengers he's a level ten. So like, what happened in those years in between and him getting the seven other stages of it? And I was just like, I don't think anyone gives a shit. Being, being a badass motherfucker, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it's true. I think that like, there's a lot of things there. Like, yeah, sure. In one form or another, a lot of like Avengers are in here. That's the operative like phrase in one form or another. If you go like Kevin Bacon style, six degrees down, yeah, you get to Captain America and Tony Stark and all that. Like they mention, I think they mention, uh, I think they mentioned Stark at one point. I think uh, Fury does, but like it's a quick name drop thing, and it doesn't matter to the plot. And it isn't either. It also isn't like heavily brought to the front. Like, oh, look at this, this guy, he's here. Like, like Howard what? Stark was in Captain America. So like, I think a lot of it, like, fairly. This is fairly isolated. The Tesseract's here. Fury's here. Coulson's here. I, but, I like, did, I there's did, not a whole lot of stuff yeah, tied I, like, into the I, other ones. I, I will say I, I appreciated the weaving, and especially kind of, like, not just them referencing the other properties, but making things for those properties to reference. Because one of the things is that, you know, it's Project Pegasus, which Tony Stark name drops in Iron Man 1. And so now you know what Project Pegasus is. And I was just like, oh, like, 
at least you guys did some research and like you kind of see how it like feels very interwoven together and i like a bit of the tapestry but i feel like don't lose yourself in like, what's the phrase is you know like don't lose the trees in the forest or whatever yeah you nailed it that yeah one. that's, it, that's it, how it's... people talk Whatever. <laughs> it's basically just kind of like don't lose yourself in the details of it. It's nice that you're throwing out some of these things of just being like, oh, now we know what Project Pegasus is. That's referenced from this thing. Oh, you know, we see this, but I, like we get we get the story of how you know the last time that Fury trusted somebody, he lost his eye. Like you get that story, and you're like, that's neat. But I don't think you need to go like seven layers deep into all of the details into really make it a, a Marvel film. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I, think I had been. Sorry, Cam, go ahead. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I think I was, like, fine with everything up until the, like, naming the Avengers initiative. And that's the point where I was just kind of like, but why? Like, why, why though? Yeah, like, I think there's a couple of ones that are really, like, blatant. And there's a lot of ones that are really subtle. And the really subtle ones are really what I'm, I think if you're going to go far enough to go like, oh, yeah, that one time Tony Stark dropped the name of the thing she did in Iron Man 1 what is it, seven years ago at this point? Iron then, Man like, 1 was over 10. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Was, that was longer than seven years ago. Oof, oof my bones. I know, like, right? If, you know, if you're like, oh yeah, that one time he did that thing, yeah, this, and you can't then be upset about, oh, they're making these really blatant things in the middle of it, because that one isn't. And most of the ones I think in this one were, at least the Marvel ones, is pretty subtle. The ones that were like, oh, here, right in your face, yeah, they were whatever. Like, oh, it's the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy and that other guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. Not subtle. But they weren't all like, oh, yeah, and he's he's gonna live, but he's gonna be a cyborg now or anything like that. I did like that it had almost the same, like, inside of a much bigger and crazier movie it had all this like all the same plot beats from uh uh wonder woman that was interesting to see marvelized yeah but in uh, like a third of the time yeah i th i think what really kills it for me like wonder woman you meet wonder woman and it's very clear it's like here's who she is this is what she does yeah, yeah. and you meet carol and it's like I I don't know who she is. She doesn't know who she is. She's in this movie. Like we know how she acts because she's like rude. <laughs> yeah, I, that's I, it. I just feel like I to to go back what we we've gone on. I I do think that the kind of downfall in this is that we don't really have a as best as I can say like a descriptor coming out of this. Other than just be like, she's the powerful one. Like, yeah, like that's like all you really get because like you don't have like, oh well, you know, t Tony's the one that's all like selfish and and quick witted, and then you've got you know Star Lord and his whole thing is he's you know uh, uh, a rough and tumble kind of supposed to be your your renegade type, and and you've got Peter uh, Parker and he's he's your your funny man, and then you've got you know captain marvel and she's your i guess she's the girl yeah, yeah she, she it's like she's the girl but it's not even the way that like other characters have like distinct things that attribute to them of which being like oh well you know captain america is the the virtuous and the just and you know kind of doing his thing and 
you don't have that with Carol. You just have like she's the good person that does the right thing. I th- I th- no, I think by the end you you have a pretty good sense of it because like yes. you don't really at the beginning, but like after they give you all the flashbacks of her being like having shitty people be shitty at her for her entire life. Yeah, you you, you get a feeling of what ticks her off. Once she turns and on God, how mode, she acts makes more sense. Yeah, once she once she turns on God mode and she's like, "Yo, I'm Carol fucking Danvers, and I'm about to rip the shit out of some people." You're like, "Okay, this is good." Like at that point, you get who she is. I don't but it know. does I'd take a while. I don't know. Her that. fighting the obvious bad guys who show up isn't wow. What strong characterization? It's yeah, they shot missiles at her. I'd argue that her fighting Jude Law says a lot more about her character than her using laser fists in space does. That's I think true. that meant almost nothing for how she was as a character. By then, she had already figured out who she was and what she stood for. And it was much more of the, oh, I'm not going to accept your terms and like fight you on your ground when you're being a dickhead. I'm just going to use my own power to beat the piss out of you because you don't deserve my time. And that was a pretty wonderful moment. It was probably the best moment in the movie. It was great. It was really great. And that gets this movie a lot of shares. Jude Law is such a punchable face. Yeah. (laughs) They they picked him very well. Well, I guess uh, let us move on to... We've talked about the movie. And what we thought about the movie, and uh, let's let's discuss what we thought about uh, the end credits here. Oh boy! I nothing the end credits. Yeah, like, like this was the most nothing I've ever felt towards a Marvel end credits. Like it's, oh, no, oh she didn't it's, get snapped. Neat. Here she is. Like obviously though. Yeah. Like the biggest thing for me. So the end credit scene. I'm just gonna say it so people know what the fuck we're talking about. There's two. There's the one where she shows back up on Earth, which like yeah, yeah. That's Obviously, it. she we shows know. back up. Like we know that's kind of gonna happen. And the other one is there's this running gag with a cat that's funny for about half as long as it goes, and the cat like coughs up the tesseract. Like yeah. that's also that one. Things that, 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 that have been f- foreshadowing the whole movie. We yeah. know that it's gonna cough up the tesseract. Right. I kind of felt like movies. that was just them going. We don't want to give you more actual information, so we're just gonna do this thing that we hope you'll find amusing. But like, so I budgeted time for another all. scene after the credits. I have one thing for each. One, I really thought the cat was gonna be a fake out. It would start gagging. You'd be like, "Oh, here it comes," and then it would just stop Five and walk bone. away. And like, that would have been funnier. Two. I was really hoping when she showed up. So Captain Marvel in the comics has like this really cool haircut. And in the movie, she's got like the most boring generic haircut in the history of time. I was really hoping she'd come back sporting like a cool mohawk or something. But no, she's a boring haircut from the 90s. Yeah. The thing about the first end credits scene was just like, cool. We've got the original Avengers standing around looking old and tired and unhappy yeah and concerned and it's like i just don't i don't know space powers like obviously like yeah i think the worst part it didn't give any new information it's not like oh now i understand now i'm excited for endgame it's like captain marvel shows up yeah we knew she was gonna show up after the end of infinity war yeah which was a cool end credits thing because you went oh my god look a thing and this one's just like you remember that cool thing. Here's the boring right. resolution. This one was to it. this. This was like we have a, a split second where we're like, 
oh no, the thing stopped working. What if she doesn't come? But like, obviously she's going to show up. So there was no weight yeah. to that like, moment. Like, it would have been funny if she didn't show up. Like this whole movie yes. doesn't matter at all because she like loses the pager. That would have been good. I would have loved that. But I, I feel like it would have been just created like at the end of Endgame. She just like rolls by and she's kind of like, oh, hey, I came back to Earth. What's been going on, guys? And they're just like, where the fuck have you been? Like, we solved it. We got yeah, like, good we, now. We finished this without you. Where the hell have you been? And she's like, oh, you know, space stuff. Yeah, well, I, also, I mean, that's not taking up airtime out of Endgame. Yeah, that's true. God. Okay. I'm I know I just said this end credit scene did nothing, but I'm super excited for Endgame. Yeah, <laughs> like. Pretty like, mad on this movie. Pretty hype for Endgame. I, I feel like this did the exact tease that I wanted it to do of just being like, you know this is going to happen, but we're going to give you this kind of like little little taste of a, like a little bit of more of the Endgame puzzle that you, you knew it was going to be there, but it's still nice to have it there. And, and then it's just, you know, like the seriousness that she just says, where's Fury? And I'm just like, all right, cool. She's going to be pissed as shit. Like everyone calls me Fury. Yeah, like the the second that she said that, and like just her tone, and I was just like, you know, the second that they tell her what happened, she's just gonna be be right back. Gotta beat the shit out of Thanos and just bounce right the hell out. I mean, probably not, right? Because then the movie's like over and no one else gets to play. <laughs> right. Also, beating the shit out of Thanos at this point does not very much. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's it's just because over. Thor should have aimed for the fucking head. Well, no, it's more of like. Thor he already killed head. everyone. They're yeah, all he, dead. Done. <laughs> we'll have yeah. to do like a journey of magical discovery to get everyone back. I I do hope that there is some form of that credit scene in Endgame. Because Marvel has done, at least for some of those end credit scenes that they've kind of like twisted or warped a little bit of like how that shows up. I mean, I bet that's movie. just a clip. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. Is, she I want has it to, be to show up still. And there's going to be more to that scene, because they're not just going to be like, oh, okay, this is fine. She said Fury. She's cool. <laughs> It'll probably be them, like, uh, Natasha and Cap and uh, uh, Banner introducing her to some other people instead yeah. of the first introduction, though. Yeah, it's possible. I think I think ultimately, though, like the main like what really disappoints me is with the Marvel movies, it's like, you know, you're excited to see like, oh, how's Captain America and Tony Stark going to get along? We haven't seen them talk before. I could give a fuck how Carol Danvers interacts with anyone because she's just like I nothing her. I feel like I don't know who she is still. I'm not excited to see her interactions. And it's weird because the Marvel movies, even the ones that aren't very good, always like nail the characters like the main character. I feel like this is the first one where they kind of didn't. I, I I would say that I, I think you're right. Like I I feel like seeing the Wasp interact with the Avengers uh, to me is more interesting because she's had more personality displayed. Yeah, we know who she is. Yeah, like we know who she is. We know who. Hell, even the, disagree. The, what's her face that they pulled out of the fucking quantum realm or whatever? Oh God, don't don't talk Did, about yeah, that. No, we're not, not going yet. there again. <sighs> Uh, I hate like, her. Even Different podcast. Even bringing her out, I'd just be like, yeah, what does she say to Captain Marvel? Or, you know, Captain America and everybody else? Like, I, I'm i interested in that. 
You might be the only one on on that one, Owen. <laughs> yeah. Like Okoye is alive, and I think that Okoye and Cat Carol Danvers are going to get along famously because neither of them is going to take any of the shit that's going to go around, like happening around them, and they're going to get something done. Oh, that would be pretty fun to watch, honestly. Yeah, and I, I like, I'm just, I don't really like. It's just weird to me that like a lot of people were like, they were so big on Okoye when the Cat Black Panther came out, and a lot of the same people were like, met on Carol Danvers. And they're basically the same person from like everything we've seen about them. Like, we've just shown that they are competent and not willing to deal with random patriarchal bullshit around like that they have to put up with. But Okoye and has those cool are... pop culture references. That's that's what we've got. Like not wanting to wear a wig. Or the the vine thing of what are those? Yeah, that yeah. was hilarious yeah. when it happened. And and that was a koi. Eh? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that you know it's yeah. yeah. Shuri would also be entertained to see with her, but different. I don't think she would get along well with Shuri. Right. Yes. <laughs> Shuri's got what are those syndrome. Carol Danvers doesn't have time for that. <laughs> Maybe she does. Maybe she's, they've just given us the impression that she's a no-nonsense for, like, a mistaken reason. But, oh. like, the, the, like, Black Widow has always been shown as being, like, oh, I'm, like, sneaky and, like, like, spy all the time. And, like, Scarlet Witch is always like, oh, I'm in love with Vision and it's my primary plot point, even though I have god powers. <laughs> I low-key forgot Scarlet Witch existed. Until yeah. you just mentioned her. Yeah. Awkward. Yeah. Did she die? Nope. Cool. She was in the end credits scene. In oh. this movie. <laughs> what? I think she got dusted. Yeah. No, I thought she got dusted. Nope. She's the first one to show up before even Cap. Like, I could be very wrong, but... Don't think so. The end credits scene started with Natasha. Yeah. Oh, they're different people. Kevin, I know they're both girls, but here's the thing. They are different. Did I say Scarlet Witch when I meant Black Panther? Not Black Panther. Black <laughs> Widow. Oh my god, Kevin. <laughs> you are terrible. Black Widow? Yes. Yeah. That was definitely Yes. Oh my god. Okay. Um you so can I Googled me for it. when Megan said, oh, Scarlet Witch, I forgot all about her because I thought you meant Black Widow. She's also often very forgettable because she doesn't do anything plot relevant. Scarlet Witch is dead. Yeah, yeah Scarlet Witch, Witch is, is dead. dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry for the confusion. <laughs> okay. Legitimately. Now, now that two people have fucked up names in this podcast. No, no, just me. No, I fucked up Shuri and Okoye. Yeah. So. Okay. Does Those anyone have any closing thoughts English, so. on Captain Marvel almost at America? Different Ra person. You're welcome. Random closing thought. Marvel movies have really great kids in them. Yeah. Like, all of the kids that have been in these movies recently have been, like, the best part of the movie. I got ketchup on it. Let me tell you. <laughs> I want to see the storyline of when that kid gets their power. Because that happens in the comics, and I'm actually excited for it. I would just be like, yeah, fucking give her the power and let her be Photon. Like, let's go. Like, I want to see the cat. Fucking do it. <laughs> Bring the cat back, bring her, you know... I want to see the cat eat Thanos. Captain Marvel 3 or whatever, you know, I've got a new sidekick. Boom. Also, Put her in there, let's go. Also, what's his head? Scroll's, scroll dude's kid. Didn't yeah. do almost anything, but... 
was a cute kid. He's a shapeshifter, so you know that's you know useful. And now he'll probably be of age with the young members of this team. I would if he showed back up. I would be surprised if Marvel was not looking at potential usage for some of those characters. It's your boy Guardians Three. Like after they get rid of the scrapped version with Adam Warlock in it. That or putting them into like a Young Avengers thing or just like that. It'd just be bad. Yeah, I know. I really don't want them to do a Young Avengers thing, but I could definitely see that being like, hey, you've seen these characters already in the movies and now you're seeing them get their powers and go into like a more prominent role because like at some point, you know, we're owned by Disney. Here are the teenage superheroes. At, at some point, the, the adults are going to go away. And then if it, I feel like it'd be very organic instead of just being like, oh, yeah, here's a character that was in the background the entire time that you know, totally never saw. And they have powers now. It, it'd be so much more organic to be like, hey, remember that one kid from this movie that you saw? Yeah, this is them now. And you're like, like that, oh, okay. Like Ant-Man's kid. She was like great. The time at the end of Civil War where it's like, yeah, and these are the, not Civil War. Um. Avengers Captain 2? Marvel. Avengers 2. Where like half of the Avengers are gone now, and it's like, oh, here's the the Avengers hangar with all the like with Vision and Scarlet Witch and like yeah. Hawkeye and Yeah, the new Avengers team. They entirely ignored that and just kept the old cast doing things. Oh, that movie. I've blocked that movie out. Okay, before we get sidetracked <laughs> onto Age of yeah. Ultron. Anyone else? Any last thoughts? Slash something to close us out on, like a positive note. Some any kind of note, really. It was a good movie, Mm. like seven out of ten. You know, see it if it's around, but you don't have to search for it to know what's going on in Endgame. Endgame's gonna be dope as shit. We'll catch you next time. Got him. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. A special thanks to the four, Jake, John, Megan, Owen, and Kevin, for recording this special podcast about Captain Marvel. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Also, this week's podcast was again brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers, designers, and fabricators based out of Bluemont, Virginia. You can check out their website at www.reclaimindustrialwithane.com. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.